0: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's always a privilege, my privilege. Today is Tuesday, October the 6th, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today on October 6th, 1973, war erupted in the Middle East. You may remember that. Egypt and Syria launched a surprise attack on Israel during Yom Kippur holiday. Israel initially, they were caught off guard, but they managed to push back the Arab forces, there was a ceasefire that finally took hold in about three weeks from today. Today in 1536, William Tyndale, he was an English translator of the New Testament, was strangled and burned at the stake. They accused him of heresy for translating the New Testament. Today in 1884, the Naval War College was established in Newport, Rhode Island, Today in 1927 the era of talking pictures movies arrived the opening was uh, the first one was the jazz singer starring Al Jolson it was a feature that contained both silent and sound synchronized sequences but we've come a long way from that technically today in 1928 Chiang Kai-shek became president of China he would later be involved in the in a big disruption In China, as you know, we'll talk about that one of these days. Today, in 1939, in a speech to the Reichstag, German Chancellor Adolf Hitler, he talked about his plans to reorder the ethnic layout of Europe. He said, my plan would entail settling, quote, a Jewish problem. Today, in 1981, Egyptian President Anwar Sadat, he was shot to death while he was reviewing a military parade. Today, in 2014, the Supreme Court cleared the way for a dramatic expansion of gay marriage in the United States, so-called. It rejected appeals from five states seeking to preserve their bans on same-sex marriage, effectively making so-called same-sex marriages legal in 30 states. Just within the last few days, on another issue... Uh, related to marriage, but, uh, same-sex marriage, but uh, not on this particular case. Both Clarence Thomas and Justice Alito wrote very direct uh, in their uh, decline or their negative rulings. The court overrode them, I guess, in the, the, the matter. But uh, I was struck by how forceful they were in their writings. And they both spoke to this issue that the Supreme Court got it wrong. And they were talking about this particular ruling in 2014. So that issue is beginning to resurface in the Supreme Court. We're hearing a lot about abortion because Amy Coney Barrett is very pro-life, obviously. She and her husband have seven kids, two adopted. And that's all go- going to hit the news here within the next few days. Monday, the hearing starts, and the Republicans are saying they will, they will, <laughs> they will, <laughs> they will confirm her. I've never seen, I've never seen some of these guys as quite as forceful on on the issue. Even Mitch McConnell. I mean, he's sometimes you know he says the right things, but you don't get the forceful feeling of what he's saying. He's forceful this time. And he said, we will vote. We will confirm her to the Supreme Court of the United States. So that's a good thing. God bless them, because I believe that's God's will for the country. She's coming from a biblical and from a constitutional point of view. We're not asking these conservatives and constitutionalists to be placed on the court as activists. We're simply asking that they be placed on the court as constitutionalists, We're good with the Constitution. It's the left that doesn't like the Constitution. They want to rewrite it. They call it a living document so they can fiddle with it and make it say whatever they want to say and keep changing it. If it's living, then it's evolving. And that's exactly what they want. And I'm not stretching to say that. I mean, that's what they say. Barack Obama was famous, infamous among conservatives and Christians for saying, well, it's an evolving document. And what it meant back in the day in 1787, it doesn't mean that now. Yes, it does. It means exactly what it says. And the conservatives on the court, if they're true conservatives, uphold that. That's all we're asking them to do. We're not asking them to rule a certain way. We're just asking them to rule according to the Constitution of the United States. Those of us who are conservatives think, we still think, it's a pretty good document. It's survived well over the years. So all of that is going to resurface, but today in 2018, you may remember, Brett Kavanaugh was confirmed to the Supreme Court by a vote of 50 to 48. That was two years ago today. He was sworn in a couple of hours later. That's what the Republicans, thankfully, plan to do with Amy Coney Barrett because she is brilliant. She is a constitutional. She is more by virtue of all the others that are sitting on that court she's more than qualified to serve on that court well President Donald Trump is doing well he's back home he says he feels great he says I feel better than I did 20 years ago um, <laughs> I stopped when I heard him say that I stopped do I I and I paused and I thought do I feel better than I did 20 years ago I don't know if I feel better but I think I feel as good but he's feeling good and he said he's out there and he's positive and all of that, he said. Uh, he uh, he got he's got to get back to work because he was hired by the people of America to lead, and that's what he intends to do, and he's going to keep doing. Interestingly enough, though, Joe Biden was seizing the moment last night in uh, Miami. He had a NBC town hall there. Those things are so boring. I mean, if the press wasn't in the in the tub with him, I mean, really. It wouldn't merit news coverage. It really wouldn't. And I don't see how these polls are showing that, that Biden is 15 points ahead. And NBC came out with a poll this week. I mentioned a poll yesterday that was showing that uh, that Trump is actually ahead nationally in a popular vote by a couple of points. And I also said that most of the polls do not reflect that. But NBC came out with a poll yesterday, and they're showing that Trump is behind like 14 or 15 points, something like that. Uh, they're oversampling Democrats. That's how they get the, the result they want. Then they can say, well, it was a poll and here's the questions we asked. But they oversample Democrats and all of the media do that, or most all of them do that. So they can put out there and give people the sense on the left that they're winning and people on the right the sense that they're losing and try to tamp down the enthusiasm. I don't think it's working. But it won't be long till we'll know because we're going to take a vote and everything is going to be mixed into the pot and we'll see what comes out. But all the ballots, all of the, the corruption that's going on around the ballots, and yes, there is that going on. There's evidence, multiple evidence of it. So we'll see what happens and it's not all that far away. But Joe Biden was saying in Miami, NBC dutifully reporting every word. He said, wearing a mask all the time is a patriotic responsibility. He said, President Trump is responsible for contracting the coronavirus. And he says that it's embarrassing for the nation that he fell ill. He said he embarrassed the nation by getting this, this virus. He said, anybody who contracts the virus, I'm quoting Joe Biden last night, by essentially saying masks don't matter, social distancing doesn't matter, I think is responsible for what happens to them. He said, I'm not surprised at all that he became infected. And he said, as I, as I said, I think it's my patriotic responsibility to wear a mask. Well, Trump, Trump's response to that is, he said, I'm a leader and leaders lead. They don't put themselves first and hide in a basement. Well, that's, <laughs> that pretty much sums up, to, for us ordinary folks out here, that pretty much sums up the narrative on this election. Trump leads, Biden clearly has some cognitive problems and clearly has been hiding in a basement for months and months and months. So we'll get to decide ultimately who should lead. We'll see. I want to thank all of you who have responded a couple of, oh, about a week or so, a couple of weeks ago now, I mentioned to you that we were at a point where we had to... um, (laughs) We really had to replace, not just upgrade, but replace our programming uh, That for our ministry. It's not the system that this sound, my voice, is being brought to you today. That's another issue. It's another matter. But just the program that runs, our computer program that runs our, our blog, our article that goes out every day to thousands of people and handles all of the... Um, all of the data and stuff that related to this ministry, and anyway, it was a system that we'd had for a long time. And I, I mentioned this to you, and I, they kept telling me, you know, Gary, it's it, it's getting outdated. You're going to have to upgrade, and going to have to upgrade. And I kept saying, okay, okay. Well, finally, we got a kind of a mandate from the people, the management company that are they're located in the south. They're a big national company. I was probably and am probably the smallest client they have and probably the one lagging behind in upgrading all this stuff but anyway they said you have until october 15th so that got my attention and i thought well we're going to have to do this and so i authorized it i said go ahead and uh, we were committing to about a $5,200 amount at that time and so I just t- told all of you on the air that, hey, this is you know where we are and this is what we need and, and um, just laid it out to you. Well, I want to thank you for your response. It's been tremendous. And as of the mail that we received at our office this morning, we are over the amount that I asked for. You have given more than we ask you to give. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the words to express how much I appreciate that. We've been very straight up with you in regards to our budget and our finances, and you've been straight up with us. You've stood with us, and you are standing with us. And I just, I want to say thank you. We have exceeded the amount that I ask you for. The amount that it's exceeded by will be set aside. We'll use that for other Upgrade type things. I mean, there's always that process going on. I know you understand that. So we'll just use it for that. It'll be used for that. It was designated for that. And we'll just mark that amount of money and it'll be used for uh, future upgrades and and, you know, fixing certain things. I've never seen anything where an industry where things go wrong more than in technology and even in today's advanced state. And uh, particularly radio, there's just a lot of little things between me and you that can go wrong, and they do. So we'll use that money for that purpose. Just be assured. But I want to thank you for that. And now don't say, okay, Gary's fine. Old Gary, he's, he's set now. We can forget about him. Don't forget about it. That's not the budget. Every month we have a budget. And we pay our bills on time. And, again, that is because of you. And some of you never miss a month. And I know your name, and I know who you are, and just all of you who support us. Um, Words fail me at the moment, but just consider yourself hugged. I'll give you a big hug over the air. We love and appreciate all of you. It means so very, very much to us because the reason we do this is because I believe God spoke to my heart about it, and you're standing with me. Thank you so much our regular budget goes on month to month from the 1st of this month to the 1st of next month so thank you for your continuing support our address is box 399 bellevue washington 98009 box 399 bellevue washington 98009 or you can go online to faithandfreedom.us you go to that's our website it'll come up and um You'll see a tab there that says Donate, and you can donate online. Again, thank you so much. Well, let's get back to why we're on the air now. But again, consider yourself hugged. That's the best way I can express my feeling and emotion at the moment. Seattle's Cairo TV 7 says that Democrats in Washington State thought they'd passed a routine sex education requirement for public schools earlier this year. But they said there's been a historic backlash. Well, there has been. The resulting referendum on the November ballot, and many of you in Washington State are very aware of this because you signed that. The referendum will be on the November ballot. Marks the first time in the country that such a decision on sex ed will be decided by voters, not by a small group of far-left educators somewhere. It is probably, as I said, Cairo's reporting that it's the first time in 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 the country and i double checked that because i thought surely not but it is they're right they say they say that this ballot is the first time that parents and voters citizens will decide what a public school system in a state does in regards to a specific curriculum citizen directed legislation sounds like a good idea to me There should be more of that. In fact, America's founding fathers thought it was such a great idea. They created a country around the idea of we the people. And that's been lost by the assault of the far left on our systems, on our institutions, and on our personal lives, our families, even marriage. But parents across the country are more and more having to compete with public schools to decide what their children will be taught and not taught, and it's often hidden from them, and they find out after the fact. The school then apologizes. I'm not very pro-public education. I don't like it, and I don't like what it's doing to families, and I don't like what it's doing to children. I spent too many children uh, years as a youth pastor to not care about children, including my own and my own grandchildren and yours. Progressives are trying to dismantle America's institutions, as Barack Obama loved to say, and he said it often, to create a more perfect union. Yeah, right, a more progressive, far-left, anti-God union. That's what they want, and that's what they're trying to do at any expense. There's hundreds of occasions where parents have discovered after the fact that their local public schools have been teaching their children materials that stand in stark contradiction to the parents' Beliefs. They're biblical Christian beliefs. I've talked about it on this program a number of times, and I'll continue to. We talk about it. We point it out, regardless of what state it's in. Republicans are much more than aggrieved, as the press says. The press is the press is defining Republicans as aggrieved in Washington State over this idea of this sex ed curriculum that you know fits all from k through 12th grade we're fed up with the left trying to steal our children and using public schools as their staging area courtney normand a director of planned parenthood in the area of washington state affiliated political group in the state is leading the campaign in support of the in of the sex ed bill <clears throat> they're opposing the efforts to overturn it. She says she thinks this is a political partisan turnout goal rather than an intention about student safety. That's how wrong Planned Parenthood and all of that bunch on the left are when it comes to really understanding where we biblical Christians are coming from and conservatives. I think they really think it's all just about politics. With her virtue signaling on full display, she says her coalition didn't mobilize during the campaign because of Governor Inslee's stay-at-home order. She says she's dismayed that these people gathered signatures against the governor's orders. Let that soak in as the governor defies the founders of America and the First and Second Amendment and much more in our founding documents. But she's right, these aggrieved politically pardoned people did indeed gather signatures because it's about much more than politics and partisanship. In fact, I'm sure you know this, but the people that led this effort, we didn't, weren't involved in the leadership, but I talked about it on this program and urged you to sign the the, um, the petitions. They submitted 264,000 signatures to Olympia so most gathered for a referendum to overturn an existing bill or law in the last 40 years. It was double the amount needed to make the November 3rd ballot, which it is on. About 66% of them came from churches. Through the efforts of churches, mostly Catholic churches, Protestants, but a lot of Protestant people got involved. The Planned Parenthood people repeatedly refer to the referendum effort as being Republican-led. That's all they know. They don't know that there's a a moral construct among us biblical Christians that transcends political parties. So they keep saying this Republican-led, this Republican-led effort, blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, it probably was led by a lot of Republicans, but they look at the leadership and the motives and they try to define it in political terms, but it really is not. The politics is a mere vehicle and it always should be. This effort was actually led by Mindy Worth. she's a tech company manager, she's a mom who lives in a Seattle suburb. She decided enough was enough. She believes parents should be involved in what their children are taught about sex and other issues as well. In fact, Wirth says, we focused very heavily on getting petitions out in the mail. We started with that, and then Washington Catholic Conference made an announcement basically supporting signature gathering for Referendum 90 at churches in the parking lot. She said following the announcement, tents were set up at Catholic churches, and people would just show up, drive through, get a petition, sign it, and our signature gatherers would wear masks and sanitize the pens. Although, she said, we got to the point where we were kind of encouraging people to bring their own pen, then we wouldn't have to sanitize them. But this bill has got to be overturned. And thankfully, a lot of people have recognized that. Many of you who are listening to me today signed those petitions. Worth says the curriculum has been essentially written by some unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats within our central office of the superintendent of public instruction in Olympia. This law was very, very important to the superintendent of instruction, Chris Reichdahl, so much so that Governor Inslee, in the midst of this pandemic, while students were idled at home and basically the state and the country was shut down, particularly states with far-left leadership, Governor Inslee, in the midst of all of this, he took time to sign into lo- this into law because it was, quote, a top priority for the state's school chief. He said that. This is a big deal to Reichdahl. Earlier, Several thousand people stood on the steps outside the Capitol urging him to veto the bill. They said, this is not what we want. Thousands of people. Planned Parenthood would never have allowed that. And they pulled the strings on Inslee and these others. Believe me. Among those standing on the steps was Maya Espinoza, teacher and a leader in the Hispanic community. She announced she's running for superintendent of public instruction against the bill's author, This bill is anti-parent, it's anti-Christian. There's topics in the material that are covered that are very problematic to any conservative person, and particularly those of us who are people of of faith, especially parents and grandparents. Many Christian activists, groups have outlined at length the issues as as this one-size-fits-all government-created sex ed for kids. Personally, I'm sick and tired of it because it's been going on for years. The material is always the same. It's always the same. At the core, Planned Parenthood, NARAL, and the LGBTQ groups, they own these so-called progressives in government who put this stuff on the captive kids in public schoolrooms. It's almost like some kind of a prison reform program. It is. I would strongly recommend that parents at least think seriously Do you really want your kids educated from K through 12 and beyond by a government that is influenced unduly so by far-left progressives? I know a lot of them call themselves Christians. They are not biblical Christians because God gives us the outline of what biblical Christianity looks like, and they stand for most of what biblical Christianity stands for. I don't care whether it's Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. These people are phony. They say they're Christians, and they go out, and they fight, and they undermine, and they reverse and dismantle everything that is built on the, on the, on the rock, on the basis, the solid rock of God's Word, the Bible. So that's what we're dealing with here. This is one more example where this pops up, and they never quit, and there's millions of dollars available to them. They always outspend us. I'll tell you, this is a chance to kill a bill that will harm children while driving a wedge between the parent and the child, in many cases, and to indoctrinate children toward a secular worldview. That's why we see these kids running in the streets, smashing windows, air spraying, hating cops, throwing bombs at them and uh, uh, Molotov cocktails at them and all that stuff. That's why we're seeing this. These kids that are out there have been educated in these kinds of environments whether it has to do with sex ed, whether it has to do with civics or the lack of about our country. That's what's going on. And that's why we're seeing what we're seeing in our in our whole culture today. And so if you're wondering how to vote on that, let me put you your mind at ease. Reject it. It'll be on your ballot if you live in Washington state. The Old Testament book of Deuteronomy is a book that speaks to a lot of issues that God's people must face. It's a book of renewal. It's a book of redemption. It's a book of instruction. The generation that Moses was speaking to was facing a lot of problems, and the parents were facing problems as well at that time. They were about to enter and conquer the promised land. Moses would not go with them. We know why. Joshua would be the leader. Moses writing in Deuteronomy Chapter 6, verse 5 through 9, he says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words, which I command to you today, shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and talk of them when you sit in the house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gate. And if we should fail to be obedient and vigilant in these things, parents of any time, whether it's Moses' time or today, if we fail to be vigilant and teach our children in that way, not only the words, but the lifestyle, we read in chapter 28 this warning: Your sons and your daughters shall be given to another people, and your eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all day long, and there shall be no strength in your hand. And verse 41 says, Ye shall beget sons and daughters, but they shall not be yours, for they shall go into a captivity. Consider that we need to stand for family. We need to stand for our children. And we've got to reevaluate, many of us, that our children are our responsibility. They don't belong to the state. The state should not be responsible for educating them. Other than that, I have no opinion. As I said, and I'm smiling, I have, do I have other opinions, but that's how I feel on that issue. Thank you for being with me today. And again, thank you so much for your support of this ministry. It means so very, very much. It's so encouraging. And thanks for being here today. We'll continue our conversation tomorrow. A lot of things are happening in the culture. Uh, we're looking at a vice presidential debate tomorrow. We'll talk about that for a little bit. I'll see you then.